0: Welcome back to The Chumps. Great episode today with Ben Higgins, who's been called the most loved bachelor of all time, but also an awesome golfer, loves golf, plays on kind of the celebrity golf circuit. And we had a great time getting to know him growing up in Indiana, went to school out there, was kind of into golf in high school, and then moved to Denver and really never thought he'd have an entertainment career. All of a sudden he's on The Bachelorette, picked as The Bachelor, and then starts a really great podcast called Almost Famous. And he talked about his awesome nonprofit called Generous Coffee. So really enjoyed talking to Ben. What a great person and um, great golfer. So enjoy episode 13 with Ben Higgins. Hey man, those guys are champs. that too. We have a bunch yeah. of buddies down there. Let He's playing know. La Quinta Country Club, which yeah. is beautiful. That's where
1: the wedding is. Okay. I think at the La Quinta oh. like
0: yeah. Yeah. resort. Yeah, yeah
2: that's right next door. Literally right okay. next door
0: you'll love it but, you'll love it and they've got the, so the big private ones are the plantation the right. palms and then you got your bougie bougie ones which you know
2: madison club
0: madison club which is Discovery land yeah where you, you get a sandwich and you know tropical fruit from malaysia on every hole and so <laughs> it's too much it's too much but yeah we can set you up down there wells wells can set you up too he knows yeah. everybody down there okay i'll try to get him rallied then I love that. Well, Ben Higgins, welcome to the Chumps. Thanks so much for coming on, buddy. We, I had a blast meeting you and playing with you the other day. And you got a great golf game. I was really excited to play. You know, that was uh,
1: it was my career low that day. Did you know that? Uh, wow.
0: I did not, but it explains a lot because I'm like, if this dude is this good, how come Wells has not had you to every member guest at Lakeside? I don't get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had a career low at Lakeside, which is really exciting for me. Um, and I beat Wells, which doesn't happen that often. No, uh, no.
0: And I have to apologize that Blake and I ruined your live stream by buzzing the tower in a cart with uh, uh Wells and Ben posted this thing about Hilton vacations and Blake hanging out, drooling out of the cart, just we sped by just screaming and that was the end of the post way. No, no, It was the won't. perfect
1: it was the perfect ending. It was great. It, we had a blast. It was it a was, it was perfect day.
0: I just, you know, Blake is fun, but sometimes he crosses the river and goes to the other side. And I think he didn't realize that, you know, at our club, every pour is a double. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in the in the realistic world, you have a couple beers, you have a couple ranch waters, you're good. But I think he had six ranch waters. No, and, no, no. That, <laughs> and, that's, and at Lakeside, that's 24 shots. So I do not wow even though he's 280 he's he's pumped back up to his uh close to his uh nfl weight um he uh he was a blithering idiot i can never listen to the b52s again after that i'm sure you as well yes
2: john <laughs> i'm assuming you've met blake um no well, he, hasn't, met blake. he hasn't nope, met him. no no
0: nope, nope. okay well but
2: i understand but i understand the country club pores. it's 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 they they just do this the elbow yeah, flex
0: yes yep, yes yep. here's the scariest
1: thing about blake uh I love a guy that likes to have a good time. We had a blast. There was nothing about that day that I'd not have fun with. Uh, you know what? He he did his thing, and that's great. The only problem with Blake is when he does consume too much and he loses um, maybe his, like, equilibrium, I think he forgets that he's 6'5", 280 with the biggest <laughs> hands in the world. And so as he's belly bumping you or, like, acting like he's chasing you on the fairway, I'm a grown man sprinting the other direction. Like, well, let's get in the car. Let's go, go, go. This guy – like he lays one paw on you. I'm done. And I don't think he realizes just he's like a big teddy bear that doesn't realize once he does make contact with you, most humans cannot sustain that amount of pressure.
0: Well, and after three falls during the last nine holes, that's where we <laughs> lost him, the last nine holes. Then, that's where I got uh,
1: this. I was like, he can't be falling on me.
0: And then like we're in the-, the pro shop and I'm seeing what's going on. He, t- he took out one of our workers in, uh, in the locker room. And then we saw you guys. And I said, let's go say hi. And he almost tears their heads off in the pro shop where they're counting their score. They think they maybe won this thing, which of course, <laughs> funny enough, we tied for first in the gross, but I yeah. couldn't, we had to leave because I was like, there's <laughs> danger here. We don't have enough insurance at the club and warming up to this event. I'm looking at my phone. Now I texted Wells on November twenty. 28th i said hey you playing the member guest he said yeah buddy are you i said yeah i'm bringing my brother who played nine years in the nfl is coming to hit bombs and drink 30 beers in one day let's play together and well said i'm down i'm bringing ben higgins the most loved bachelor of all time and i said well here's who i'm bringing and i had one of my brother's nfl photos where he's about to destroy some Kansas city chief, you yeah. know? And so then we go back and forth with another picture of Ben. And then there's my brother <laughs> yeah. who's about to like, you know, bite Eat the me. ear off someone with the Chicago <laughs> bears. So it, we set the table perfectly and, uh-huh. um, um, it just got out of control. And I was like, I had five birdies and I'm thinking to myself, 66 is not going to win. I said, so we had one team bogey and then we get home at 4.30, Blake hits the deck on the bed, fully clothed, and doesn't wake up until 10 p.m. Gone. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. And that's so, probably, probably and great. I get a text that we tied for first. They did a card off, all this stuff. And so, anyway, it was, uh, I appreciate you guys putting up with us, but it was, it was fun. Nice. I just remember Wells being more of a professional you know drinker than he was and he said oh, i just hold it better and i'm like i don't know man because i since i wanted you and blake shot for shot but it got out All of right. control but anyway thank you mm-hmm. it was a joy to play with you and your game was unreal and wait what did you shoot by the way 74 at four wow.
1: birdies and uh at four birdies one double um what's part out this 72 yeah so
0: 70 70? yeah
1: yeah so it was a good day for me um you know here's here's the thing uh john you weren't around for us to play i have a crazy story for how this whole thing though played out okay so i love lakeside i'm wearing the hat right now i think it's a great spot and wells uh he asked me to play in the saint paddy's day member guest and this member guest and uh, i said yes to him but at the time i didn't have any golf clubs and here's the reason my truck was stolen from Denver airport about a month ago oh. and my golf clubs are in the back of it. So this was my first round with my new clubs and uh, Taylor made. Uh, I got all TaylorMade's, and uh, you know, they, they watched some videos of my swing. They took my, uh, the data from my last fitting, mm-hmm. uh, my handicap and And they sent me like, bladey irons oh, uh and i was yeah. so nervous yeah. but i actually like them like i feel like i you know i'm hitting them better more controlled not as far but definitely more online with what i would prefer but this was that was my first round with these irons and if this is a sign of things to come yes yes i'm ecstatic
2: well, well you you're, be. you're playing you're playing more with a, a player's iron which is good so which did you get like 770s or the what do you get the mbs or what uh Let me let me get you the
0: exact. Yeah, let's get the exact specs. (laughs) Because I'll I'll say this: like Ben, tall guy, real great posture really stays in his swing and it just it was just flowing that day his putts were going in the greens were spooky fast and just irons play iron play and wells is hot cold hot cold wells will rip off a bunch of pars and a birdie and then starting the massive banana hammocks going hard left into uh, you know universal studios and so but uh, ben was just striping and i thought who's this ringer how dare he bring a ringer in my group that's what my thought was (laughs) yeah
1: Uh, they're the P7M6.
0: Okay.
1: or us P7MC, sorry. So hold 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 them up. Okay, yeah. Got it. Let us see them. Shiny. Oh yeah. Yeah. Untouched.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Um, so yeah, I was
1: nervous, but I like them. I'm playing with the player's iron now. Uh definitely trying to figure out distances. Um and uh, but you know, as long as I can keep it in front of me. Then you know there's I I have a better chance because my problem has always been I carry a six handicap. at The lowest I've ever gotten is a high five. It's not the not my consistency can make that I make pars. It's the three doubles around.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, has always been my thing. And so as long as I can stay out of trouble, you know I feel like I can lower some scores.
2: And so 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 where do you play? So where do you hold your handicap at? What course?
1: uh, It's called Bear Creek. It's in Morrison, Colorado.
2: Oh, gotcha. Okay um your your doubles are they short-sighted three putting for doubles or what, like what do you where, where are you getting yourself in trouble
1: it, it's mostly for me off the tee uh it's okay. always been so with this new set i uh i got a shaft a kbs that is low spin uh mm-hmm. 70 grams so i'm i'm able to to with that i feel like i have more actual feel with that shaft. like i know where where my where my contact can come in with something a little lighter has more flex in it. I was kind of losing it behind me and I would get myself into behind the trees. Um, my short game is not spectacular. And so if I'm not hitting the green in regulation, it's, it's tough for me to get up and downs, which has been a big thing over the last two years for me to work on.
2: But mostly it's just getting penalty
1: strokes. It's losing the gotcha. ball. It's getting behind yeah. a
2: tree. It's, it's hitting it, you know, out of bounds it'll it'll get better like the more you the more you play and the more you you start to figure this out the the, the better it will be so um
0: especially getting fitted the fact that you got you know are getting fitted you're learning your specs it's night and day for low handicappers like you really will have that confidence and kind of you'll have better decision making going forward with that but that's exciting dude i i I thought that's how you play all the time and i'm like this guy is going to be my new member guest partner when wells is not around
2: is it, yeah. is it easy to make the transition from uh, elevation yardages to down to sea level?
1: It is now. I've been out in Denver now for 10 years. So I'm from Indiana okay. originally. I still go back home and play the whole month of July. Uh, we have our we're very small town, but we have one club there that does a great member guest. So I go back and play in that. Uh, so for me, it's about a 15 percent change uh, from, you know, mountains to, to sea level and and that usually works pretty well for me. Uh I can usually do that and um so no, it's it's gotten easier, but at first yes, like in January Wells and I and and it's an amazing event. Like one of the coolest events I've ever seen put on. We play in this uh celebrity golf tournament in Orlando. It's at Lake Nona. It's the Hilton Grand Vacations uh and tournament. And um and so going there will take me a bit because that just even like you know, it's muggier. Mm-hmm. is a little heavier like everything oh, yeah. kind of feels weird yeah yeah and my problem there with wells is every year wells and i played and this will be our third year um i go into it just really wanted to beat wells like that's a, my only goal <laughs> And, he's such a good buddy. and, and uh,
0: also oh, now
1: i've added on a, a friend of mine who who's a country singer his name's chris lane he's actually married to the person from the bachelor that i ended up with and so there's oh, that rivalry wow. built in too. Okay, um, okay. And we're all Wells is the best, but we're all kind of similar in skill level uh and handicap. I'm just I get mentally just bogged down at these I, I like I can't the first tee for me. It's weird. I've been on national television. I've spoken in front of 50,000 people.
0: Yeah.
1: There can be 10 people watching me tee off on the first tee at this event and my yep. hands go numb. Oh yeah. and, and everything shakes and Thanks. it's
0: normal fast. Yeah, it's normal. normal. Yes. It's completely normal.
2: All I can tell you is the next time you're in that situation, you can't breathe enough. (laughs) Breathe. Okay. Breathe,
0: breathe. And your routine, if you can get your routine, we're going to have a mental game coach on soon. who's going to talk about this too. But if you can have your routine almost to the same second, every time you do it, you'll Mm -hmm. get lost in your routine. So you visualize your shot, you go down, you put your club, you look, you waggle, you come back, you waggle, you look, you go. And if you can get that to be super consistent, then you're not thinking about anything around and you're going to get to the point where John and I are, where the more people, the better. If I have a crowd on the first tee, I am just geeked to go. You know, it's almost if there's not people around, I'm kind of bored. So you'll get to that. Your golf game is so good, you will get to that for sure. But yeah. that's that's what all the mental game coaches say: like stick to your routine, putting, chipping, and everything. And yeah. if you feel like you're off, start over. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Start as many times as yeah. you want.
2: i haven't had the, the, the wandering. Yet. The wandering mind will kill you.
0: It will. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It does, and you know every year uh i've doubled the first hole so <laughs> every year i'm i literally am doing stuff i've never done before
0: right right right. and right. there's
1: two things that happen in my mind is one well at least i got that over with, right? right that's one right. thought right, let's get back at it now or the two is just just and i can't help it just like so much like disappointment yeah, uh, like yeah. i've waited a full year for that first tee shot yeah, again and i've yeah. messed it up again so it you know it's something i'm working on i'm reading a book right now called inner excellence um that talks about just being in that moment trying yes, to get to yes. that like flow state i take this very seriously guys i love uh, it we do too
0: we do too yeah, and another yeah. tip too when i was a golf agent a lot of my players had mental game coaches and one thing i stole from them was that when you're on the range play the first 3 holes on the range Mm-hmm. Hit your driver, hit a wedge, da da da. And then, if the second hole is a par three, hit your seven iron. And then, when you get to the first tee, you've already played three holes okay. in your mind. It's another yeah. good little trick. Like, oh, I've already played because your mind doesn't know whether it's real or not. If you visualize a shot and take a practice swing and see that shot, your mind doesn't know that that's not the shot. Your mind's like, oh, I've already played this shot. So little hacks like that, uh, but there's no way to completely eliminate it. Like when I was a lawyer and a litigator and I'd stand up in front of a judge, it was like sometimes I would temporarily black out. And then after 10 seconds of making up stuff, I was in the zone over. Same thing (laughs) with golf. You know, once you hit your first shot, right, don't you feel the pressure's off? Why is that? We're making up this fear in our mind. So, Mm -hmm. um, but go back a little. So you grew up in Indiana. What town did you grow up in?
1: It's a town called Warsaw, Indiana. It's between Fort Wayne and South Bend. It's known uh, to be the orthopedic
2: capital of the world. So we have like five massive headquarters in a town of 9,000. It's weird.
0: That is weird. That's so weird. I love it. They're very
2: busy with, they're probably very busy with pickleballers. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And did you
0: play high school golf? What were your sports growing up?
1: Yeah. So I played football and basketball my first two years. Uh, Indiana. Indiana. And then I'd always grown up playing golf and I kind of, it's one of the biggest mistakes. And and I tell my buddies kids now, this, that live up the street, um, You know, at some point, golf became boring to me, and I just kind of lost interest, and I thought, like, football and basketball was honestly cooler, like, it was a cooler sport to play, and so uh, I had a a good career in basketball, and I had a really good career in football going, and then my first start, my junior year of high school football, my knee just gets destroyed, shattered, everything's torn, and so... I'm then laying there, you know, going through all sorts of different issues, you know, when it comes to, you know, addiction and mental, just being down on myself and feeling yeah. like my identity's been stripped away. I I knew at that point, with as bad as the knee was, and this was years ago, I mean, 2007, yeah, um, that I wasn't going to be able to get back to the field in the way I wanted to, and so I, uh, but I needed a competitive outlet, and so I then picked up golf again my junior year. In senior year, I played high school golf. Um, wasn't great because I hadn't played in a long time, but I I
2: played.
0: Yeah, and that kind of got you fired up back for getting in the golf world a little bit. And then, uh, what about the entertainment side of your life? Like, how did that did Did you think you wanted to get in the entertainment business? You wanted to do anything? Did it ever was it an inkling in high school, or how did that develop?
1: You know, somebody asked me this question last week, and they asked they phrased it in a way they said, "Did you always think that you were going to be known?" And I'd never been asked that question in that kind of way before. And I sat and I thought about it. I was like, "Yes." In a weird, like, (laughs) in a weird way, I always kind of did, like, desire to be to have a seat at the table. I guess I would say, like, I wanted to be involved in something that was worth creating a story for. And I go back to my grandfather uh, because my grandfather—he just passed away two years ago, ninety-six. So he'd gone through the wars. And he had all these stories. So every time I went over there, it was either a comedy show or it was like the most engaging, cool stories from his life that he was telling. He was a great storyteller. And I remember as a kid being like, I want to be that guy where you're sitting around a table with people and like everybody is just intently listening to the words you say because you have something to share. And, and so I think more of the idea of being known was just like, I wanted to have stories to talk about yeah, later on. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, and I so maybe, that.
1: yeah, that was kind of the, and it's, you know, the entertainment world just I oh, guess, yeah. kind of pushed me into
0: that. And how did you, how did you end up? Your first stop was what? Bachelorette? Yeah. So I was uh-huh. working
1: out here yeah. in, in Colorado. Um, and it was a, my, so I, after high, uh, college, A buddy and I moved to Peru to teach English because we both didn't get job offers. And I came back to Warsaw, Indiana. I was working at the youth center, like after school program. And my boss at the time was like, Ben, you got to get out of here. Like
2: Warsaw (laughs) is a vacuum. (laughs) If you don't leave now, you're
1: never leaving. And you got to get out of here. And she said, my my brother has a a job opening in Colorado. He said, you can have it if you want it. And so I came out here and I was a, a user manual writer. I was a business analyst but I was writing user manuals for a financial services software company.
0: Okay. So this
1: was something I was not made for. I was yeah. not good at. Um, right, right. And one day the, uh, the marketing director, she came down to my desk and she goes, Hey, uh, you don't have any friends out here. You're not dating. You work all the time. Um, would you go on the show that I love just for your own sake and for mine? And I was like, well, yeah. Um, how does that work? And she said, "Let's go to a casting call." Okay. And I was like, "I can't go to a casting call. Like that's <laughs> embarrassing. I still have like I still have friends that don't right, live right, here. Right, right. If they see me in a line of you know dudes waiting to get into a building <laughs> to be like, hey, I want to date this person.
0: Hey, man, so, I'm Ben Haggins. Nice yeah. to see yeah. you. Guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I uh we got online and did that whole thing, and then they called, and so I went on the Bachelor at first. You know, and uh, that kind of started the the process.
0: And did but how so, was the process getting to the Bachelorette? Yeah, like, did how you... do
2: you get there? Like, is it like your mm-hmm. interview, and they're like, "This is our guy. You want to come on?" Or do you have to go through multiples?
0: So the Bachelorette's super funny.
1: Um, you you know, for me, it was my first time to L.A. You fly in, they pick you up in a limo with your sign at the airport. You feel like a big shot. You cruise up to this hotel, and they go through an interview process uh, that's, I don't know what it is anymore. I mean, this was, you know, a few years ago, but it used to be where you walk in and they do a psyche valve and you kind of figure out, you know, what your personality <laughs> is or if you're crazy. Um, they then walk you in a room, uh, where like, I just remember it. It's kind of a dream at this point where there was like a bunch of women, my age, and you kind of like get interviewed, uh, like by an interview. And then all these women like kind of watch you. And I'm guessing afterwards they're like, yeah, he's cool. Or, Nah, he's, he's weird. Um, <laughs> he's a weird stalker. Yeah. stalker. And, and then the final <laughs> one is you walk in a room full of producers who just kind of grill you with life questions, more or less, oh, okay. or like, would yeah. you rather questions on, okay. would you rather do this or this? And and then you leave, and then you're gone, and they call you. For me, it was weeks later, uh, but I had the benefit of coming into the, the first initial interviews on crutches because i'd blow my knee out again at that point so oh, okay sympathy. i i was
0: sympathy. i was uh yes yeah, sympathy they could
1: remember me <laughs> yeah
0: that's
1: how i got
2: on
0: oh wow wow and then do you start shooting yeah, within the next six hand- months it's
2: called the handicap bachelor right that's
0: right that's right yeah. and then poor guy. Are, are you shooting in the next six months like how quick is that turnaround
1: oh for me it was it was a while it was like probably okay. four months and okay. you know the show's really good at this where you know you're. I went back to work, obviously, this was like a day's trip. And then, um, you don't hear anything for months. And so you kind of plan life, like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Or you just yeah, wonder God, like what, what went on and then they call and they're like, Hey, we're going to shoot in two weeks. Um, can you be in LA? And I went to, um, I went to my, uh, my boss at the time. I asked him, I asked my family, I asked my friends and, you know, I, I, uh, faith is very important to me and so my only prayer at the time was hey if this isn't right cuz this feels weird close one door like just right. make like wow. my friends say don't do it my family say not do it my whatever uh my boss and they all said no you should go do it
0: and so i was like hey, <laughs> like all right. please please quit writing user manuals please <laughs> yeah, yeah you got
1: to get at you got to get a you yeah. got to stop being so me
0: And was that fun or was that tedious or was it amazing like what was your thought you looking at the whole bachelorette process
1: you know, I'm a big, uh, well, especially back then, I I carried a lot of insecurity.
0: Okay. Um,
1: okay. And so I remember sitting in the the car with a guy who was a professional baseball player who I knew, um, a doctor, a dentist, a fitness trainer, and a model. And <laughs> and, and, and and like <laughs> I did have a lot of insecurity, but I also think that if some of this was valid. I'm sitting there going, I write user manuals for minimum wage in a basement of this <laughs> company that's failing, like it's failing miserably. Right, and I'm right. not even good at that. Right. Like, I, I know I'm not good at it. And, and so my insecurity sparked up, which caused me to get really quiet. So the first couple of weeks were uh, very um, not fun for me. Okay, uh, they were gotcha. very weird until one of the producers who's a friend of Wells and Ice came up to me and goes, I don't like you. Which is not what you tell a dude Ooh. from Indiana. Like, oh, we wow. all want people to like us. Right. Um, right. Yeah. He goes, I don't like you because I don't know you. You never let anybody get to know you. And at that point, then started a whole new process for me to be like, you're right. Like, I, that is a part of my strategy socially is to say the right thing at the right moment or not say anything at all right. when I am overwhelmed. And uh, as a result, I don't know if anybody actually knows me. And that... Started the storyline that then I think ended up me, why I became the bachelor, because I admitted on national television, I feel unlikable or unlovable. And that started the whole trajectory of that story that then led them to say, Hey, you're the guy.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. And when did you get knocked out on the bachelorette? How does that work? Like they, it was it like midway or do you remember? I was
1: final three. So I was right there at the end. Yeah. Right there at the end. And, um, it was funny. Uh, you know we were in uh northern ireland at this point in a place called uh-huh. skill uh-huh. beautiful beautiful, beautiful place and yeah. there we were staying at this amazing resort and we we're on a golf course and so at this time if anybody watches the show or not this i think is funny so the host the former host of the show chris harrison's chris, a huge chris. golfer loves yeah. golfing great golfer will golf all the time if he could and the two other guys that were on the show when I was were having this big argument, like they hated each other and they were fighting all the time. And so for a week, I was in this hotel room, like pretty much alone, not knowing why I was locked in a hotel room it was because they were filming these two doing their thing the whole time. But my hotel room overlooked the 16th hole at Enos Skillen, And so I had to watch these fellas and these <laughs> women walk up down the fairway playing golf while I just sit there all day wondering why can't i get on the golf course right. well you know because they're fighting and they ended up having arguments on the golf
0: course so okay gotcha it was torture oh my god that's crazy wow that's, well, a, like, that's...
2: like after it was all over with where you just go say all right, let's go play rasa pena or fort Rush or somewhere up in the north yeah, no,
1: I was on a oh. jet home that night. Although Chris uh, was probably going all over the place playing golf. Like you guys
0: were arguing. You're gone, you're off oh, yeah. the Bachelorette, and go home. See you later. Go, go Forget yeah. playing golf here. Chris
1: was, and, and at that point, I wasn't on Chris's radar, right? He doesn't, oh, Okay. he's uh, done this so much that, like, if you're just a random dude who's on the cast, like, he'll come say hi. And I've, I, I had seen him around and talked to him a few times, but he's not, like, pulling me aside to be to, to ask me to go play golf with them at a cool place they're pretty much saying hey you got to get home and so yeah I'm, I'm I was on a flight that night heading back to to my life in Denver
0: and you had any inkling that you would be back in this same business again soon or or how did the bachelor pop up
1: yeah I was uh I was in my room that evening and one of the head producers of the show at the time came in and they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm fine. Because I know I kind of saw this come in. Yeah. You know, this wasn't a shock to me. And, right. you know, it's sad that this is done. It's wild that this whole thing happened. I've given up, you know, two and a half months of my life on this show. I don't really know now what life looks like outside of this show. And she said, what do you think about being a bachelor? And it was the first time I was like, Oh, wow. That's an option. But I also had known enough. To know that like I wasn't the only one they were probably saying that to right I got you
0: that's, right, gotcha, that's gotcha,
1: yeah. a, you get used to them kind of like teasing okay. you and so it was the first time it was brought up but it wasn't until I'd say I think there's like three months in between there was another month that went by before they actually called and said hey would you would you do this
0: wow that's crazy i mean to go from no entertainment experience never an actor didn't Mm -hmm. do soap operas didn't do anything and you go bachelorette to bachelor that's i think that's wild
1: yeah i mean think about it like i'm at this point i was the youngest bachelor ever so i was 25 on the bachelorette 26 as i was the bachelor wow uh so i was no more than three years um when I was on the bachelorette, removed from college.
0: right? I right. was
1: a year and a half, really, when the process started. had just moved to Denver. Uh, I come, again, from this small town. And nothing about my life is glamorous by any means <laughs> at this point. And so then, within a six-month period of time, you're now yeah. on the cover of People magazine. And yeah. people are now knowing your name at gas stations. And
0: <laughs> they've seen
1: <laughs> you make out on television. And it's like a very weird... <laughs> it's a very weird transition in life because there is no prep for it. There's no planning, and right. they don't like give you you know the to dos and not to dos. Well,
2: and going to the I show. mean, I, I got to I gotta say, like it's you know, here's this guy, this really nice guy from Indiana, and now you're sitting there with I don't know how many beautiful women do you get to choose from? Fifteen? I don't. I don't. Know. No. I don't. That's, right.
1: that's the weirdest part. Um.
2: Oh. Thir- oh.
1: Thirty.
0: 30, 30, okay, oh 30. And I mean,
2: that's got to be really, <laughs> really hard, dude. Because I mean, yeah. they're all beautiful. Like, they're all beautiful, right? And then obviously yeah. personalities will come out and stuff like that. But I'm like, sitting there going, wow, that's got to be really hard. But fun, uh-huh. but really hard.
1: Well, and it's a it's side of the show that I still, you know, enjoy getting to know the, the leads, men and women, before the season, like, starts, really because you can kind of get a taste of how this will be. Some people, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they are ex-professional athletes. Maybe they are models or actors or whatever. Yeah. And they they get it a little bit. Like this doesn't overwhelm them. I really like to meet the people who, you know, the guy before me was from small town Iowa was a farmer. Yeah. Yeah. And talking to them afterwards about those feelings on night one, my biggest, I had gotten over a lot of the the kind of the, the things that haunted me on The Bachelorette. But as The Bachelor, my biggest fear was like, none like how are any of these women gonna like me like I, you know like i haven't dated really in, in years and right. like these women are beautiful and they're all from all over the world and and they're cool and they're dressed up and uh, this doesn't make sense like why are they giving up their lives to try to right. date me i live in a 700 square foot like <laughs> apartment i still make minimum wage at this point oh
0: my god Like, i
1: haven't necessarily like found a new job and now I'm here. So, yeah, it's wow. very weird.
0: And when, do you, when, when do you meet our, story. our our boy Wells Adams during this yeah. process? When does that, when do your connection with him come?
1: Well, there's a lot of really great people that come from the show. And okay. there's a lot of really not so great people.
0: Right, you told um, me that Friday. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's a,
1: You know, you do get a lot of people that get sucked up in the celebrity and they get yeah. sucked up in this small window of fame. And um, Wells, you know, his background in Nashville was a disc jockey. So he was a radio DJ and a really good one. And so he uh, ended up working for IR. You want to know the real story? I don't think he's going to mad at me for telling you this. (laughs) No,
0: he was on Um, the podcast two weeks ago. So so bring it on. Give it to us. He loves it. Uh, Yes, yes.
2: According to him, I'm his brother from another mother. Yes,
0: Adams and (laughs) Adams. Don't forget. (laughs) Yes, yes.
1: Okay, so here's the real story. Wells um, really has made my life better, and this is why. So I get off the show and uh, I am kind of doing this circuit, the entertainment circuit, trying to figure out what was next. I'm still working my full time job at this point, too, because I don't know if it's this new kind of opportunity is going to lead to anything. And I'm getting invited to different things. And I get invited to an event in Vegas for iHeart. So iHeart calls me up and they say, hey, we have this like festival. Will you come? And it's pretty much just publicity for iHeart to take pictures of you. And they said, hey, also, though, we're doing a panel with reality people um, the night before the festival. Would you sit on the panel? He said, I would. Yeah, why not? And I show up to this event. I get there early. Uh, Good old Midwest values. You know, you show up early. (laughs) You're the one there. And (laughs) And Wells is supposed to be the host of this panel. So he's hosting this panel. Okay, cool. Wells drinks too much night before he doesn't wake up for, (laughs) for the panel so yeah and so they're freaking out i mean this is a a big group they're recording it and they say ben can you host the panel what and i was like sure they're like wells who i haven't (laughs) met at this point wells was supposed to but we can't get a hold of him he's nowhere to be found and so i host this panel and kind of like wing it together i mean i have two minutes prep the panel goes great uh it fine i mean it went fine and i leave there and they say do you want a job with iheart and what that's where i got my podcast this almost famous eight years later or yeah going on eight years i'm still hosting this show for for iheart and it's been the thing that's allowed me to do everything else in my life and and so you know again though I was like this wells guy either he <laughs> is the worst human that's ever existed or he's a great time and he's a great dude and i want to meet him oh, so man. i meet him and uh and we clicked i mean he's like the best dude ever Of course, oh, yeah. he he is, just loves man. to have a good time
0: great guy. um
1: he's never i mean i've never known him since that one event that did change my life for the better to ever be irresponsible when no. it comes to commitments no he's very no. professional so he's yeah. nothing like <laughs> the dude that didn't show up to this panel, right? And then I found out he's a golfer, yep. and he and I started to do that like um just for fun together. when we go to these events, because he was still working for iHeart after that, and okay, so we pick up golf clubs, and and then a, you know a friendship blossom. Not only do I love him as a dude, but then also he's a great golfer and a great guy to play with.
0: Yeah, great. Um,
1: so that's kind of where it started. But yeah, oh, that's that funny.
0: Great. That's a great. Yeah. So he started your career. You have that's to thank one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> and then did as you kept going with with this new podcast and new career, are you golfing the whole time? Are you like, this is my jam is golf? Like, I'm a golf nut. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how's your golf you know, passion progressing at that point?
1: So, yes. Um, what happened was that first year I got asked to play in Tahoe for okay. the American Century Championship. Sure, yeah,
0: that's a big one.
1: Which is the Super Bowl of kind of Correct. celebrity tournaments. Yeah. Yes. Um and I get asked to play. And at that point I had not picked up a golf club in a while because of the show, you know, I'd done six months of filming and then all the stuff afterwards. Um, I couldn't afford to join a club. And so, you know, I was kind of trying to go to ranges as much as I could. And so they asked me to play in the tournament and I got very serious about it then uh, because I didn't want to embarrass myself. And I, still embarrass myself pretty good um but <laughs> I went to Tahoe and it was so cool my dad is my caddy in every oh oh cool.
0: that's great and so
1: you know he's he's now 66. um my dad has a crazy story where he's had uh three different major heart surgeries he's had oh, wow. triple bypass he's ha- you know all these things and so it's great because he's strapped on the bag we walk the fairways together we're playing against Legends like you know alongside of us like uh jim mcmahon and greg Greg maddox were you know being from indiana Mm -hmm. chicago sports are a big deal to us oh yeah and so we're laughing and then we're arguing because he's my caddy and golf stressful and (laughs) um and so then i was like this is that's where i started really fall in love with the game again and i started love fall in love with the competitive side of game i was getting an outlet um that i needed that was healthy for me to be able to you know look somebody in the eye and be like, I want to beat you today. And I hadn't <laughs> had that in a lot of things.
0: Right, right, yeah.
1: And so that's when I, you know, and then Hilton came in. And now there's a couple others that have popped up over the last few years. And um, golf has been something not only that brings my dad and I together, but then I get to now do it with a buddy, you know, with Wells, who I, you know, yeah. wasn't doing these for years, play incredible courses in front of people and act, you know, for three or four days like I, I'm, I'm a professional golfer, which is something I always dreamed of.
0: Well, because yeah. you, it sounds like you can go from event to event. You go to the Hilton thing, you do this, you, you and Wells were talking about like, there's like a little informal tour that you guys are on, which is amazing. Sure. Cause Alfonso Ribeiro is a good buddy of mine. He plays mm-hmm. at our club and he, you know, he does American century every time he's, he plays all these pro-ams and he just can't get enough of it. He loves yeah. it. So it sounds like you're kind of on the celeb tour now a little bit.
1: Yeah. I was never asked back to Tahoe. Oh, um, so <laughs> so. stingy
0: there. There's, you'll get back though. We're going to yeah. promote you back to Tahoe. That's our goal with this podcast. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I need to, <laughs> I need to get a,
1: a new hosting gig, um, yeah. to, to get back there, but yeah, you can, you can bounce around and it's, it's so much fun because they're usually, um, very fan interactive. And so you get that side, you know, as yeah. I said, I have my family side, my mom walks, um every day with us my wife now comes up and comes out and walks we have good dinners together uh but you know the i think for me um it's it's just a really it's it's just a really healthy environment and then i get to play alongside these pros men and women and learn from them uh my dad just went uh this last weekend and watched uh at the grant thornton in naples because they're down in sanibel he just watched uh Sags from play because she he made friends with or he i guess really admires her caddy shane and so he went all the way down there to watch them play and walk with them just to watch him again and so like you just you kind of you know get a lot of appreciation for these pros too
0: yeah, it's an amazing oh, sport. Yeah. We 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 dropped a quick podcast last night just on the whole live drama with John Rahm mm-hmm. going to live for four hundred million and this and that because we're concerned about the future of golf because this is why it's such a beautiful sport brings people together, fathers and sons and families, and it is getting like the title of the podcast was "Is the PGA Tour Dead." So, I mean, it's, there's a lot going anyway, not to sidetrack us, but yes, that's yeah. the part I love the most, you know, my son's play and, you know, I'm very passionate about it. And, uh, by the way, speaking of fans, we got a question from one of our fans. Wow. For you, Ben. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to mispronounce my mom. His, his name. It's, <laughs> it's Wells Adams. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Oh, no. He said, please ask Ben what he did to you when you played golf on your bachelor party. I don't know what? what he did to you during your bachelor party golf round, but he said that. I know something... exactly what he's talking about. All right. Fill us in. I'll. I'll, I'll... Well, look
2: at. Look at. You don't
0: have to say it. If, you, you don't, you if it's rated R, get, you, don't don't you don't have to do. We are explicit, R. though. We are explicit. Okay. So go for it. Although it's.
2: you just threw him under the bus. So. Yes, no so
0: That's right. No biggie. Yes. <laughs> it's not explicit. It's one of the most painful. Painful <laughs> okay. memories I have. Um, All right, bring, bring it on. Let's let it out. Get so it I out.
1: I did my bachelor party in Cabo. Okay. Oh, there we go. Wells golfed every day of my bachelor party, which was fine. I told him he should because okay. I wanted him to come. And I was like, right. if you can play these cool courses, just go do that stuff. And then, you know, that's four hours of your day. We'll come back and hang out together. So one day, though, we did play together. And we had a huge group out there. And I was playing pretty well. Um, shot a 40 in the front. And then on the back, I'm even after, oh. like, seven holes. Wedding and mojo. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> then I double a com- – or. A- 17 come into 18 and uh i'm putting for bogey
2: okay. and i have like a
1: a 30 foot putt for okay. for bogey okay make this putt wells comes in and i drain it by the way i drain okay. it so i freak out run okay. all over the run over the, the hole like i Beautiful. got wells that's my only goal is bachelor party there's no i know what he's sitting at and he's even or he's one up on me but then he has another putt for bogey. Okay. That's like twenty-two feet. Okay. And I'm watching it, knowing that if he makes it, uh, <laughs> he wins. If he misses it, we tie and that's okay. it, that's
2: cool. Yeah. Drains it. Absolutely oh, drains it in that's front of the rude. whole group. That
0: is rude. It's your bachelor party. You know, so
2: where, where, you, where 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 do you guys play down there? Cabo Real. Oh, Yeah, I know exactly where I play yeah. there all the time. Yeah, yeah, wait
0: a minute. So that's the you don't do that to the bachelor who is also th- the bachelor. No, and, uh, yeah, that's not cool. He should have lipped it out and shook your hand and said, I'm happy for you. But you know what? Wells is a competitor, he doesn't play around <laughs> like that. So, no. yeah,
1: that's why I love playing with him because that's why I want to beat him so bad. Like when we <laughs> tee it up in, in Orlando, I won't talk to him. On the I ranch. love it. I don't, uh, I don't want to not. see him. Until should not. And, and,
2: and by the way, Brent, just so you know, the 18th hole at Cabo Real. The, the green is pretty steep right there. So making a 30 footer and a 22 footer on that hole
0: yeah, are really, really good. Spots. Unbelievable. So, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, w- Wells texted me, said, I have a question for your listener today. And I'm like, all right. Well, <laughs> he I was, would
1: remember that too. I said, I'm, I try I'm sure to forget it.
0: I said, you bought, I can tell you blocked it out a little bit. So, yeah. um, so your podcast of eight years, what is it called? Just a so week later by now.
1: It's called almost famous. Um uh, oh, it's a pop yes. culture podcast. That's right. Podcast. Yes, yes. Yes. And uh, I don't know anything about pop culture. And so <laughs> since I was 26 years old, I've gotten to play the guy that's so out of touch, which is amazing yes. because yes. I am. Yes, And uh, I just keep us on time. I have a great co-host on that, Ashley. And we interview people that are making headlines or trying to make headlines or, you know, showing up on reality TV. And it's been a really fun A fun, you know, a few years where I now get to talk for a living instead of typing for a living.
0: Yes. Yes. You don't have to write manuals anymore. That's a good thing. (laughs) I love that. And you've got so much cool stuff going on. We were talking about Friday. What else is, uh, you got a bunch of great passions that you're involved in. Tell us about some of those.
1: Yeah. So one of the cool things that happened because of the podcast. So the podcast, we do about four times a week. So you got to imagine that at most is an hour and a half um, a day. Right. So I had a lot of free time in my hands, and so my buddies and I in 2017 started a company called Generous International. And what we do is we sell coffee online at generouscoffee.com, and then we donate 100 of the profits to nonprofits. So I don't take a salary from it because of the podcast, and but I still get to keep you know my wits at least in line when it comes to business mm-hmm. and uh and so we pretty much are trying to be a fundraising engine for nonprofits um by selling coffee to you know wholesale and then also retail online and it's been a really cool thing again going back to kind of the theme is to create stories to to be a part of other people's stories when it comes so to cool. poverty or when it comes to lack of clean water the lack of resources we get to kind of like um support those those organizations
0: doing the great work on the
1: ground that's, oh, that's awesome. great that's so cool that's you, awesome. you told Good me about you. that
0: I'm like that and that's feeds your soul you know yeah, it's like yeah, people that's... forget that service to others which is the key to life it's not you're not just doing it for them it feeds you as a human being so sure that is so cool I want to I want to get more interested in that I want to hear more about it I want to taste some of your coffee I'm a coffee nut and uh um yeah anyway we can help with that obviously we'll talk about it and and post it on our uh onto the podcast but that's so awesome I love yeah. that and uh, uh, anything else you got going on? Any other little ventures you're into, or just uh, playing golf and and doing your podcast? It's a little
2: chilly at home, isn't it?
1: Hey, it's very cold here now. Yeah. Uh, there's a great little simulator across the street that's set up that I'm I go to once oh, a day my. right now. Um, you know, if you know any golf courses that want to serve generous coffee? uh oh. where, where they're where they're guys, so that would be really right. help.
0: All right. I'll think about that for sure. Yep, Yeah. Uh, you
1: know, we, if you're ever out in Denver or New Orleans, we uh, started a restaurant group before I was on the show. And so, he, you know, quick story was this, I had no friends again. I was not dating and I was working all the time. <laughs> and so there is a little local um, bar that I'd belly up to every day. Uh, and I'm not a huge drinker. Like I, I definitely love to have a cocktail, but like, this is not my thing. And so it's funny because, um, I was sitting at this bar every night and there's a bunch of locals coming around and guys a lot like me who are just having a beer or two and watching the game. And the owner one day came to me and said, Hey, Ben, uh, I want to start a second restaurant, but I want to do a, a raise to start this restaurant with friends and family, people that have been in my circle. Would you be interested? And I was like, dude, I have no money to my name. <laughs> Only money I have is from my grandma who had passed away. She would like gifted me. I think it was like 15 grand, which is right. such a good gift. I was like, that's the only money I got. And he said, that would work. And I said, okay, huh. here we go. Here we go, So I gave him the money. Right. And um, now, uh, you know, seven and a half years later, eight years later, uh, we have 20 restaurants all across Denver. That, that is Orleans. trust, man. What? That yeah.
2: Big time trust. I mean, yeah. you're with your last 15 grand. Wow. And, and, and wow. And that's, what are the yeah, restaurants called? Story. Are
0: they all different names and stuff or?
1: all different names, but you can yeah. look them up at culinary creative okay. uh, group and wow. uh, culinary creative. We have a few kind of like really well-knowns. We just got our first Michelin recognition. Um, wow. And, uh, we have a couple sports bars called the Tappenburgers. And then, um, we're going into the Denver airport, which is so busy. So I'm guessing yeah. most people listening have been through oh, the Denver it's a airport. Gold
0: mine too. Yes. Yes. So we're going in there and,
1: um, but yeah, if you're out in Denver, look up the culinary creative group and, uh, you know the restaurants are, are high quality kind of all different cuisines from state to puerto rican to um, nice. mediterranean
0: that's amazing! What an amazing story. Yeah, I that love. It's a great of, story. My brother, yeah. you know, the last two years of his career were in Denver, playing for the Broncos, and then, uh and you know, he's with the Bears for three years. But we love Denver. I couldn't believe how I thought Denver was snow, and it's like the climate is yeah. very mild for Colorado. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love it out there. We're gonna have to come out there, and you have an open invitation to SoCal Golf if you need a break, and if Wells Thanks. just sleeps through your tea time one day, yeah. <laughs> call John and I. John's down in. Uh, uh, orange county or north san diego i'm you know where i am and so uh open invitation to golf anytime you want to come play Um, i'm going to steal you for a member guest from wells so just warn him that you can't sleep on your talent because i'll you know how mad
1: john so like you you know how mad Wells is going to be when i when he doesn't even know i don't tell him and i show up and it's over it's we're a, partners and yeah. i have somehow found my way to weasel in with the club champion oh. uh into well this i'll tournament. tell you what's
2: going to happen wells is getting on the phone he's going to call me because <laughs> the last time we played wells and i took brockmeyer's money they did oh yeah. let's yeah. go yeah. it
0: was super yeah. rude super yeah. disrespectful coming to my house <laughs> taking my money harder and uh. so uh but yeah that's a done deal we got to do that and i want to come out and uh play bear creek i've heard good things about that track yeah. too oh. yeah it's awesome
1: we got uh we got some great golfers out there some uh PJ, you know uh champions and uh it's great it's a great spot a lot of fun so please i love to yeah. play it i love awesome. it
0: that's that's awesome thank you so much i know as a podcaster i know it's exhausting to sometime do another podcast when i met you i was like i gotta have this guy on he's such a good yeah, spirit i love the generous coffee and all the stuff you do and uh, uh look forward to a lot more uh golf and uh, interaction between us
2: yeah, it's great to it's great to be back, John. Great to meet you. And nice to meet uh, you too, Ben. I look forward to playing with you, man.
1: Yeah, tune in, tune in in January to the Hilton and see. Uh, put your side bets on Wells and I. Let's see what happens. I know who I'm betting on. I'm actually staying in a Hilton right now, so there you go.
0: You I'm going to take my action with uh, uh, with Ben, I think. So oh, all I like right, that. thanks, Thank Ben. You again, and if, and if you're today. ever
2: in SoCal in a, in a celebrity event, you need a looper. I got a shoulder for the it. I a personal looper
0: too. Yeah, I'll yeah. get all the tour
2: bag out for you. Oh, oh, like, thanks. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: It's you.